Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. The only way to score is, of course, to play uh, with a hand break off. Hello, I'm Ian Stone. This is Handbreak Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. So, uh, we beat Burnley 3-1 on Saturday. Uh, it was an organised Burnley side. It wasn't the most memorable game of the season at the Emirates. A brave back post header from Leandro Trossard. Two set-piece goals were enough to seal the three points for Mikel Arteta's men. Never really got our second gear in this game. Uh, to talk about it and other Arsenal news, I'm joined by Art De Roche and Adrian Clark. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. I feel a bit underdressed uh, here. Uh, yeah, well, I know. Art, I should say at this point, Adrian is saying that because Art is currently, well, he seems to be wearing all his clothes as far well, as I can tell, but he's got some sort of, is it a tracksuit top? Yeah, it's a, attached? Yeah, it's a Arsenal pre-match, um, one of those They're things nice, from a few years ago. So. Nice, those. And then on top of that, he's gone, uh, I was going to say he's gone all Hugh Hefner. It's not really that. Uh, one, because I'm not sure I know who the hell I'm talking about. But also, uh, it's more of a sort of fluffy dressing gown, but he's uh, he's having trouble with his boiler. He's pulling so it off. So fair enough, yeah. really, yeah. fair enough. Um, now, uh, Leandro Trossard scored the 1,000th goal at the Emirates on Saturday. Um, we thought of a simple question, favourite Arsenal goal at the Emirates? 1,000 to choose from. Art, what are you going for? I'm not sure if this is my favourite. It's just the first that came to mind. And I wanted to be a little bit different. Aaron Ramsey versus CSKA Moscow in the Europa League a few years ago. (laughs) Um, Hang on a minute. You'll have to describe (laughs) this one. (laughs) So I I just remember it because I was sat in the clock end and it was scored in that uh, goal. Ozil like kind of clipped the ball into the box and Ramsey did like a outside the boot volley over the top of the keeper and I just remember like sitting there well standing (laughs) and just thinking what have I just seen um so that that's why it kind of stuck out just because it was so abnormal um so it's probably not the best goal it may be the best goal actually um but uh yeah it was the first one that came to mind it was a beaut as well. Now you've described it, and I remember it. And I, and yeah, it was. And it, the more you looked at it, you went, "How has he done that? That's absolutely yeah. fantastic." Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, f- I think the thing as well is usually when you're watching football, you're always kind of, okay, this is going to happen next. You can kind of see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. With that, I don't think anyone no. knew what he was going to try and um, what he actually did as well. He scored some great goals, didn't he, Aaron Rambo. Ramsey? Yeah, I like the one against I like the one against Liverpool where he just buried it from about twenty yards when it set up. That mm. was a good afternoon, um, yeah. and he got loads of others as well, didn't he? Mm. Uh, Adrian, um, Art's gone a bit left field, but <laughs> but a really good choice nonetheless. I Very must good say, what yeah. are you going for? Well, uh, yeah, so 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 Don't many name to more choose than from. One, by the way, I'm no, doing, no, I can I've... see you. But <laughs> yeah, go on, just one. Your favourite. It, it, it's goal. honestly easy it, because yeah. it has to be Jack Wilshere against Norwich uh, back in 2013. I, I commentated on it. 
and I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the quality of the goal. Just the instinctive brilliance from all of the players involved. Just the rat-a-tat-tat nature of the move. One touch, little flicks, tricks. And then, then the timing of the run from, from Jack to burst into the box and, and to tuck it away. It honestly, was the sort of most artistically brilliant goal I've ever commentated on and that I've... I think I've ever seen in the flesh. Really, it was it was magnificent. So, I I, I don't know if that's ever going to be topped in my head uh, in the years to come. So um, yeah, it's an easy choice. I mean, it was an amazing goal, and I don't think it quite got the credit. Really, <laughs> what was it? Cazorla to Wilshire to Giroud back to yeah. back, and their little sort of one twos, couple of one twos, and suddenly Jack's on his own. He side foots it in. Wilshire, Cazorla, Giroud. Gets it back through Wilshire onside and scores. Norwich completely static and caught out by the through ball from Giroud and the eventual finish from Wilshire. Wow, what football this is from Arsenal. Absolutely unstoppable. I wish he hadn't have done the suck in the thumb uh, <laughs> uh, celebration after he scored it. Really, although I understand it was probably at least we knew it was a goal as well. There was we no, did. there was no, yeah. you know, because because for that goal. It, these days, if it had been scored in the VAR era, because he times his run so magnificently, we would have spent five minutes yeah. weighing up whether this was allowed to stand or not. So um, let's just be grateful for that that wasn't the case. Go on, Art, you want to say something? No, I, I just remember, because um, I was watching the game on TV, the defenders on the replay all thought it was offside. Um, yeah, because he timed it beautifully, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, that is, yeah no, that's... it's great. <laughs> good choices chaps good choices uh me one word oh shavin <laughs> one word all right i'm not i don't need to do any more than that i mean i want to talk about it because it was just one of the best things i've ever seen in the emirates but just to play against barcelona with that intensity and the way that they the way that they came back from one nil down and robin got that goal at the near post and then that break and our Shavin finishing it and the general delight and craziness. And I remember, like I say, I think I've said this on the pod before, people turning up in the pub after the game looking like little kids, <laughs> looking like little kids because of what we witnessed that night. I've never seen anything. I think we're going to top it, though, in the next few seasons. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Arsenal 3, Burnley 1. Um, <sighs> I mean, it was it was all right, wasn't it? It was all right. It was enough. Ah, oh, it was enough. Let's talk about uh, set pieces, shall we? No, I tell you what, before we do that, Art, oh, let's talk about the piece that you wrote, uh, talking about these guys that link things together, specifically in this case, Zinchenko and Trossard, who both got on the score sheet. I mean, these players are so important. And as you said in your piece, we had... we had a lot more connectivity last year. Everyone seemed to know what they were doing a bit more. Uh, you know, I'm fine with the way they've started. They're in a good position going to the international break. But Zinchenko and Trossard both bring that connectivity. So just expand on that a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think when you have games like Saturdays, which obviously Arsenal have had quite a lot more than they did last year, yeah. um, you need guys like that who, in my opinion, are very Arsenal players in terms of just being so technically gifted that it's ridiculous at times keeping the ball moving I think that was the main I guess objective in the first half just keeping the Burnley defenders on the move um, and eventually that's kind of where the goal comes from obviously the actual goal itself is just immense bravery from both Saka and um, 
Trossard, but great header from Saka, wasn't it? Yeah, really. I think got up really well. It was quite strange <laughs> to, to see at first, but um, yeah, I think just Zinchenko and Trossard are two guys who you you see when when they're on the pitch how they almost allow Arsenal to breathe a lot more, um, and hopefully that comes a bit more uh, as the season progresses, but. To this point, yeah, I, I just think when you're in those sorts of sticky, all right kind of games, they're the difference makers. I mean, Adrian, those two are both, both of them are not going to be starting in our first team if everyone's fit, I would suggest. Certainly not away at, say, Real Madrid in the quarterfinal of a Champions League. Tommy's in instead of Zinni at the moment, isn't he? And, and I mean, I like. Tommy stepping into central midfield, but when Zinchenko mm. does it, and the I love watching his leg <laughs> just <laughs> choosing what to do. Um, he does link things together nicely, doesn't he? Very he had the nicely. most touches and the most passes in the final third. Yeah, I, as I've said before, I'm, I'm sort of reticent to leave him out of, of my team, Alexander Zinchenko, just because of that calm he brings, because... Of, of how he knits things together that, you know, that what Art has just explained really. And, and, and Trossard's similar. I agree. I think that, that he's the, I think he is actually the more natural backup to, to Gabriel Jesus in that he roams free and he takes defenders with him that creates space for others in the way that Jesus does. And um, yeah, I've written a piece for the Arsenal website. It'll be out later. And it's <laughs> It's funny that these are the first two players that we're talking about because they're the ones that I yeah. I picked out as well. Zinchenko for me um, was a standout. I mean, his numbers were crazy. Um, you know, no one won more duels than him. Aerial duels, he won seven of eight. They tested him. That's in the encouraging, air. isn't it? Yeah, the fact yeah. because we've always the, the reason that I'm even saying mm. the fact that mm. Tommy is going to be in ahead of uh, mm. ahead of Zinchenko is because is defensively, yeah. and yeah. yet he was re- he won more duels than anyone else. He did, yeah. He, he won seven of eight headers. He won more. Ta- he made more tackles. Won more tackles than anyone else. And of course. He obviously made more passes than anyone else. But the crucial thing is he made miles more passes than anyone into the final third, which I think is is really, really important. Of course, a lot of those passes are forward passes, which I think are really vital to the way we play. He fed Martinelli over 20 times. You know, he's a great... He gives great service to the players ahead of him. So I thought he was great. Trossard was excellent too. And yeah, I thought, yeah, in in a pretty average game... Those, those were the two that stood out. The, the only thing with Trossard is that he, he's very left side heavy. <laughs> you know, he didn't drift to the right as much as he does no, to the left. And, no. and, it, and it did mean that, I've got to say, in the second half, I don't know if you noticed this, but Kyle Saka barely touched the ball. I did in notice. In the second half. Yeah, I think most people did. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it, everything went down the other side. Um, so in effect, Bukayo sort of had a rest while he was on the pitch um, in this game because it it wasn't his day in that second half. Yeah, Uh, still another assist uh, every time Leandro Trossard and him get together. They seem to uh, uh, provide assists for each other. It's great. Um, Let's talk about set pieces then. We scored eight goals from set pieces so far this season, the most of anybody in the league. Uh, Two ahead of Everton and Man City uh, and four ahead of Newcastle, Liverpool, Tottenham and Wolves. Nicholas, is it Jover or Jover? Yeah. It's Jover. We pronounce uh, the J. Yeah, he's French, not Spanish. He's French, <laughs> right? Nicholas Jover. I mean, really, are uh, 
we do seem to have some nice little routines for set pieces. I mean, I mean, before we scored, beautiful balls in. Kai Havertz probably should have done better with a header. Um, we're dangerous. We got some. We got some height and we got power uh, in in those set pieces. Good to see William Saliba score. And I have to say, when he did, I sort of, I actually said, well, it's about time he chipped in with the size <laughs> of him. Yeah. And this is not a criticism, but with the size and power of him to do what he did. Um, but. What are we doing differently? Are we just practicing them more? What are we doing? I wouldn't say much differently. Obviously, that kind of routine where they all start at the back post and then make their way to the front post is something they've been doing uh, all season, basically. is how Declan Rice got his goal at the back post against Manchester United and how, obviously, Havertz got that chance that he should have taken in the first half. What I'd say is the routines are great and the Saliba one was really intelligent and... Rightly so, I think he was he just looked so massive when he made that leap. Arsenal corner. And the goal scorer Trossard to take it. Right on top of the goalkeeper. And headed in by Saliba. On his 50th Arsenal appearance, he restores their lead. And it looks so simple for the Frenchman. He just didn't really look human in a way. Um, but also with, I guess, Arsenal's struggles um, in attack, one of the things is... Can, I, just, can I just say, Art, can yeah. I just say before you make that point, when, when, when Art said struggles, <laughs> he did the inverted commas thing, okay? <laughs> just so you know, he didn't mean that we're really struggling. Yeah, yeah. But I understand the point you're making. Um, they're just camped in the final third for most of these games. So they're going to get a lot of corners. So I think some of it is obviously routines, but also just the sheer volume of corners that they're racking up because they're spending so much time trying to break teams down and they're just going to get more corners as a result. And I think we've seen that with penalties um, as well this season. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, look, it didn't work against Newcastle. We had a load of corners, mm. didn't we? And it didn't, uh, it didn't work. Yeah. Adrian, it's also about defensively as well. Uh, joint best in the league for goals conceded from set pieces. One in 12. I mean, it, it does augur very well. I, I, I must admit, our defending generally, I mean, we look solid. Very solid. Yeah. Yeah. Teams aren't getting much of a sniff, are they? Um, Burnley, to their credit, had five shots on target in this game, which was a lot more than anyone else has got recently when they've come and played us. But but barring that that 1v1 with Good Monson, you know, um, with David Ray making a great save, that, you know, they didn't really have any great chances in my opinion so yeah no defensively excellent yeah Nicholas Jover has has is doing a great job definitely yes, at both ends of the pitch no you can't you can't argue with that a lot of it is down to deliveries as well and I think that that Trossard really did whip a beauty in for, for that Saliba goal that was tremendous for, for what I liked about this game from a set piece perspective was the identification of the weakness in Burnley um, James Trafford is one of English football's brightest young prospects as, as a keeper. We saw Tremendous that. Tremendous you know, save from Saka, oh, wasn't it? Tremendous what a save. save. Yeah. And he's a wonderful. And yeah, Trossard, yes. Yeah, he's a wonderful shot stopper, really, really agile. But he looks like a boy at the moment. And he is. Yeah. He's, he's 21 in goalkeeping terms. That's, you know, that's that's young. And he hasn't filled it out. And he looks, he's just not physically imposing. And the message was clear for, from Arsenal here. Swing it in at pace and let's crowd that six yard box and test him 
And I, ju I just love the way that Saliba sort of came from the back post and sort of went into the goal and then nipped, Round, in, yeah. in, nipped in in front of the goalkeeper right at the last second. The timing was impeccable. Yeah. And um, it, it was kind of undefendable. And what happened was he timed it so well that the guy that was tracking him was blocked off by the goalie. There was just there was just no time. So, yeah, yeah kudos to to Jovair and, and the team for executing that brilliantly. Yeah, and uh, kudos to the DJ at the end for playing the uh, Saliba song. I think as well, it was the <laughs> right. Maju it was... It's Pete Majuzzi. Do you know? It's the it's the Tannoy guy um, yeah. who I know. He 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 works there. During the week, he's a lovely fella. Well, pass uh, on my compliments. He I absolutely, would. I love his choices every week. He, he definitely he, gets it right. He nails it, doesn't he? See, yeah, he he's, does. the, he's, he's the guy that reads out the players, but he, he also he also picks the picks the tunes. I mean, you, you're no know Pete, yeah. I think. So, yeah, yeah we, he's, he's he's a great guy, and yeah, he's he's on the money with with the post match song every time. Yeah, I, I've seen him a few times, and uh, after the Sheffield United game, he did the um, "Your Defense Is in Trouble." Uh, song for yes, Enketi's hat trick. So, yeah, very tuned in. Yeah, very tuned in. Um, uh, yeah, Mikel was quite sort of sarcastic about the VAR. I mean, he's still a little bit pumped. But you know what? We don't have any VAR to talk about. It's great. I think I'm very happy about that. Adrian, what about the atmosphere? There's a bit of talk on Twitter at the moment about how it's a little bit flat. I wouldn't say it's... Um, I mean, it's all relative. Last year was, like I say, last year was crazy. Um, it's hard to get going for a 3-1 home win over over yeah. a team that sits in. Do you think there are issues in terms of the ticketing, uh, in terms of what's happened with the Ashburton army of the club, maybe taking a couple of wrong steps here? Well, yeah, it's, it's an emotive subject. <laughs> I have to tread carefully here. Yeah. Um, in, in, in general... The atmosphere was far better at the weekend than it would have been for Burnley at home uh, throughout the course of the Emirates era. Still, still miles better, but maybe just not quite as good as last year. I think home games against teams that are like that, that aren't you know sexy, that don't you know that sit back and it's there's a big expectation that you're going to just turn up and entertain and win. I think you go to any ground in the country and Burnley at home won't render the atmosphere of the season. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into that. It's noticeable from where I sit, because I sit in the clock end where, the, where we do the show, and it's noticeable that the Ashburton Army are less influential because obviously there's less less, of less them. numbers. Yeah. But 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 I still love the fact that the songs are, the songs are pretty non-stop. There's not that many moments of silence. I personally would prefer a larger section there for atmospheric purposes, but I also fully understand why you know, why the club has moved, you know, moved to cut it because there's so many, you know, other fans that can't get a ticket. And yeah. I think that, that I think we have to open the doors to as many people as, as we can. And, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, you know, they haven't been perfect in terms of behaviour. There are some certain members of, of, of that group and that I don't think has, has gone down brilliantly. No. And, no. and, 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 and I think until they sort that out, until there are no more issues on the behaviour side, then then it's not going to expand. What do you think, Art? The atmosphere. Um, I, I mean, I am. In, I still love it, and it's still it's still loud, really loud at times. But there was a pretty quiet moment around seventy minutes when I suddenly noticed I heard a couple of the players shouting <laughs> at each other, and I thought, <laughs> "Oh, it has got quiet in here." 
But as Adrian said, it's Burnley at home and, and you're just not going to have that sort of, unless you get a situation like Bournemouth last year when mm. we're 2 nil down and we're fighting for it. But a routine, essentially a routine home win. Um, are we asking a bit much for people to get too uh, excited? I'm not sure. The only moment that really sticks out for me is after the equaliser was confirmed. Uh, and I saw a few pockets of people across the ground just almost like in a rebellious way to everyone else saying, come on, let's like, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Martinelli did the exact same thing a few seconds later when he mm. won the corner. And mm. I think that almost reinvigorated the players in a mm. sense just before that corner. Mm. So that was the, I guess, only moment where I sensed maybe things need picking up in terms of the atmosphere. Other than that, it was it was a game of almost, okay, what's going to happen? Because it's just the same pattern over and over again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world for Burnley at home. Um, no. no. no okay. It was noticeable that Martinelli and, and Zinchenko in particular was massively yeah. pumped up, wasn't he? Yeah. Especially after he scored his goal. Um, chip yeah. for thumping his chest. But they were both sort of making that motion to get the crowd going. So maybe the players did sense that that the crowd weren't quite at it in the way they have been. Well, I mean, it's yeah. the same people, isn't it, essentially, that were there last season because you can't get a ticket. You know, there's not that many new faces each week, are there? Which is, which is you know, understandable. But it's, different. it's a different vibe now, isn't it, Adrian? I mean, it is. We've said this all season. It's yeah. not like last last season. I've said this before. It's a waking dream yeah. last season. We couldn't quite believe what we were watching. This year, well, we have to win. We have to we have to go really, really close this year because we've spent a lot of money and we expect. And expectation brings its own tension. Um, one little thing, Adrian, just uh, mm. uh, Kelly Osho. Good call, by the way, because you said on this podcast how good he was. And, and I like watching him. I don't like watching him against us, but uh, <laughs> he was a danger. He's Might electric. have fouled Tommy. For the goal, uh, I had but, no issue with it. I, I didn't uh, think it was a clear foul. I mean, yeah, the turn of pace, yeah, the turn of pace, it was electric. I mean, he, he is one of the quickest players in the Premier League. He's tiny, but but very very effective. I think once he matures and learns how to shoot and 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 make the right decisions when he gets past players, he's going to be a player to keep your eye on. At the moment, he's just a bit raw. He's he's super exciting, but then doesn't really score or assist. No, so no. yeah, I think he's that'll a kid, come. isn't he? He's yeah. a kid. Um, uh, David Raya, uh, very very crucial save. Uh, Adrian, I'll ask you about him. Um, uh, nil nil. Uh, William Saliba knocked it back into the path of Goodmanson. Uh, Goodmanson, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, off and through he went, and he held off uh, Zinchenko, and he hit that shot. Um, is it almost the advantage at that point of being a smaller goalkeeper? You can get down a bit quicker because um, he got down really quick for that. And that was a crucial moment because I really would not have fancied playing for 60 minutes 1-0 down. I think we would have got the equaliser and possibly gone on to win the game anyway, but it would have been tense. Big save. Massive save. Yeah, it was huge. I think it, it sort of ranks up alongside that save. Was it against Tottenham where he where he yeah. sort of flung himself like Superman across the face of goal <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to 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 stop to stop them scoring. That was that was his previous standout moment. This this might have even topped it because of the context of the game, goalless, and and it was very fast reaction speed, yeah. wasn't it? He got down ever so quickly, 
because it was a it was a very good shot. The striker couldn't really have done anything better. No. So yeah, well well done, David Raya. I think that he had a he had a pretty good game. Obviously, he had a he got his palm stung early doors by Amdouni, which always helps. It was one of those he you got to save it, but yeah, it was yeah, still a nice save. Good height for the goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he the, got him that confident hands and, away. Um, <laughs> and, and some of his passing yeah. was nice as well. He played, you know, he was brave enough to sort of pass it on the deck between players into midfield, which I thought was good as well. So nothing yeah. special, but you know what? Less tense, which yeah. is a good start, and it really he can't play in the next league game. Aren't oh, we got Brentford mm-hmm. uh, next in the league? Can't play in that one. So Rambo will come back in. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think I've talked to you about this. What's your view on on where we are with the goalkeepers at the moment? I'm personally, I just want to get to a point where we don't have to talk about it yeah, all the time. Okay. Um, uh, so, as you said, less tense, which is a big step forward, I think, for Raya, because I think when it comes to tension with him, it's more because sometimes when he makes mistakes, it's silly, silly things that don't need to happen. Um, so the more, I guess, he gets comfortable in his own skin, uh, I think, I guess, the less tense things will be in goal. And hopefully we're getting to that point now because we're getting these games against, say, Burnley, Sheffield United, where he doesn't have much to do. But when he's called upon, he's doing his job. So hopefully that can continue. Quite. Um, briefly, Fabio Vieira, really stupid tackle to get sent off. Three-game ban. Um Adrian, we're a bit light in midfield, aren't we, really? I mean, I don't know where Martin Erdegaard's fitness is. We know Thomas Partey's out to the new year. Um, I mean, my mate sat next to me went, well, thank Evans for Jorginho at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, we are light. I sort of referenced this in the, in the post-match show the other day. Um, yeah, could do with Erdegaard getting getting himself fit. Hopefully Smith-Rowe isn't, isn't too far away either yeah. we've always got that option of bringing Zinchenko into midfield as we've as we've banged on about that for a while true. so 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 we do have options still um but yeah it's not ideal and it's a real disappointment for him it, yeah I don't think there can be any arguments he only grazed the guy it was a graze on the knee but but they are the kind of challenges that you that that they're stamping out you can't you Reckless. can't yeah you can't Reckless. you can't tackle like that Unless you play for Spurs and your name's Destiny or Doggy and then, you know, it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we could spend a moment uh, just uh, enjoying Tottenham letting in two injury time goals. Um, it was uh, great. Let's do that, but, yeah. But you know, well, you know what, we, I don't really want to talk about them. It was obviously, it's nice to see. I mean, all I will say is they have had the greatest start to a season they've ever had in their life, uh, ever, in the history of the club and we're above them, all right? So... Just just to say that. Um, also, by the way, uh, it's worth saying that Vincent Company uh, was interviewed after the game. was very complimentary. He hasn't, obviously, he was in the championship last year. He hasn't seen the way we played. And this is not fluid Arsenal, like we said. But he still said um, how good we were. What an excellent team. And I think it's worth pointing that out for a bit of perspective. Someone who hasn't really come up against them mm. uh, uh, saying how well, how well we're playing and how good we are. Um, because I think we can forget sometimes. Uh, this is Handbrake Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. 
Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They get a handbrake off and you can see that they are more free to play. Ian Stone. Art de Roche and Adrian Clark here on the Athletics Arsenal podcast, Handbrake Off. Adrian, Art, we're 12 games in, international break. Adrian, I come to you mm. first. Where are we, really? I mean, we are one point off the top. Um, we're, we're in the title race, which is where we wanted to be. Um, how do you feel about the season so far? I feel really good about it. I think we're nicely placed. But, but despite having a few things go against us, we've had some big calls go against us. I think that much is clear to see. We've had some major injury issues to, to deal with. Obviously, the loss of Timber at the start of the season was was, was huge. I don't think people realise outside no. of Arsenal how big that was. And Gabriel Jesus has pretty much not played up front for us in the Premier League this season. The only times he really played up front is with Eddie, out wide. Um the only times we've seen him down the middle is in the Champions League and he scored in every game and we've played fantastically in most of those games obviously not great at Lons but we were pretty good going forward in that in that game so to, to be where we are having coped with that I think is, is excellent we can get better going forward we know that the stats put us quite mid-table in terms of chance creation Expected goals, etc. Sixteenth, weren't we? Chance creation or um, something? Or, or no, sure. it depends which one like you that. look at. Yeah, right, I, okay. the, the one I've got in front of me is in terms of open play, and we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We're twelfth in open yeah. play. Believe it or not, Everton and Wolves are ahead of us in terms of expected goals from open play. So that tells you the scope for big improvement. But is there an Arsenal fan listening to this podcast that doesn't believe? 
that we will get that right and that that we won't improve markedly in that regard. And that by I the think end, there are actually, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I do only because fans are prone to oh yeah, it's all gone wrong. Or I'm something. telling you, by the but end yeah. of this season, we'll be top four in in expected goals from open play. I'd be staggered if we're not because we've got such good players. So yeah, that that side of it can improve. The game management side, the defensive aspect, I'm thrilled with it. I just think we we, we might. There is an argument to suggest we've been the best defensive team in the country uh, in terms of keeping teams at arm's length. And it doesn't hasn't always felt like that, but just think about the last few weeks. It, the opponents aren't getting a sniff, no. and that is that is really promising. And it is the the step we needed to take. To, to get to that next level so I think we're quite well placed personally out of 10 7 oh only 7 <laughs> yeah because uh, we've because got scope for scope well okay defensively out of 10 9 yeah. um, attacking out of 10 6 but I'm going to land on actually I'll land on 7.5 there you go Stoney <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, I wasn't. Listen, fair enough. But seven sounded like second. You know, like we're what are we third, one point off the top, the top of our Champions League group. Anyway, yeah, fair enough. Um, Art, what about you? Where where do you think we're at? Are you uh, are you enjoying it so far? Oh, enjoying. That's an interesting <laughs> word. Enjoying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, to be fair, a few of us were speaking about this before the game. We were going with letter grades rather than numbers. And I kind of was at a B plus slash A minus kind of vibe. Yes. Um, Yes. I feel for the most part, things are fine. Um, You can see the foundations of the team are very strong and what they need to do um, in terms of being competitive, they can do that no problem. Um, It is just that one, cutting out the silly mistakes that cost us or cost Arsenal cheap goals um, because that in reality those are the things that have held them back in the games that they've dropped points in mm. and then two yeah wanting to see that attack blossom a bit more like it has done in the Champions League um, because I feel obviously teams know in the Premier League know what Arsenal want to do maybe in the Champions League uh, European teams don't really have a grasp on that yet but once I guess the season starts to properly get in shape because another thing I guess we have to talk about is whenever teams start to get momentum it's an international break um (laughs) so hopefully the I mean Christmas period may be decent to kind of build some proper momentum get players back fit and then hopefully from there things blossom properly that, I mean, that getting players back fit is a big one for me. I mean, I've, I, I, I yeah, I'm not enjoying it as much as last season. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think it's possible no. actually to enjoy it as much as last season. I think, I think there's nothing quite as beautiful in any field as an emerging talent. Yeah, and that's what we had last year. You suddenly saw this blossoming of this team and went, wow. Yeah. Whereas now, <laughs> I do feel the pressures on. Um, my my main feeling about it is, as long as Declan Rice stays fit, we get, we're going to compete in every competition because he's a wonder. And and we didn't talk about him in the first bit, but my God, I mean, eight out of ten every game, yeah, every game, and it's and it's fantastic that we've got him. And the fact that we have got him gives me hope. But it would be nice to get some players back from injury. Yeah, yeah. Oh. big role in the Trossard goal against Sevilla and the Saliba goal 
on the weekend because, again, just being able to cover ground as well as he can, he can get a little touch on the ball, which changes everything. So massive, massive player. Yeah, um, so in the Saliba goal, he was the one who, who got the touch that led to Martinelli going away and getting the mm. corner, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. He did, and he does that so often. And it was very instructive, actually, to watch Chelsea Man City, which is an amazing game <laughs> yesterday, uh, and uh, uh, and see Caicedo miss out on the ball when he went to get it, and, and uh, he missed it. Harlan turned, and they were off, and they scored from that. And I thought Declan Rice wouldn't miss that. By the mm. way, while we're on the subject, a word. On Chelsea fans singing "You bought it all" to Man City fans, right? <laughs> I think if you're looking for a dictionary definition of irony, I think uh, Chelsea old money Chelsea having a go at the Arabist days of Manchester City is one of the most beautiful, funny things I've ever seen in my oh, life. Absolutely, yeah, that hysterical. is classic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Adrian, yeah. uh, you were at the Arsenal women's game uh, last night. What a comeback! Right. Two 0 down at half time. Um, yeah. Oh, were you there as well? I was. I was. Watching on TV. Okay, fantastic. Two nil down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, according to Jonas Eidvel, I didn't see the game. According to Jonas Eidvel, we could have scored uh, double that number. Uh, yeah. Really, we hit the post twice. I think we were great, but we were two nil down at half time. What was going on? It was on? crazy. Yeah, look, believe it or not, I've got a Leicester City season ticket for the women's <laughs> team because um, my daughter's bang into a, into her football. Yeah. And look, you know, and I want her to go and can you? Know, I wanted to go and watch role models, and this was one game she wasn't going to miss. So we we were in. Behind Jonas's dugout, actually. So we were right, he had great seats. They're lovely seats. and But they're all Leicester around us. So it was quite funny when we uh, when we were scoring those goals. We didn't want to stand up and go mad. So there was a lot of <laughs> undercover fist pumping. Uh, but it, And I didn't even have to teach Evie it. She, you know, she's only seven, but she knew exactly how to how to behave. So I was proud of her. Uh, and she, she was delighted by what she saw. Don't get that beaten up. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. I mean, first half was, was quite poor by Arsenal standards. The defending was, was not good. So they got in behind Katie McKay, who played right back a little bit too easily uh, on a few occasions. And, and we didn't really have that many chances. And I thought, wow, Leicester looked dynamite. What a team Leicester are. And then, and then Arsenal started playing <laughs> and, and they, they, they went through the gears. I mean, the way they went from defence to attack, just scything down the middle was, was incredible. I thought that, that Alessia Russo led the line magnificently. And in midfield, um, we were decimated. We had no Kim Little, um, no Leo Valti, and and um, Palova played with Cooney Cross. And, and Palova, I mean, it sounds like Cazorla a little bit, um, but that's who I would compare her to in that central midfield role. She just wants it, and she won't be hurried. She'll drop a shoulder, beat someone, and it will just open up the lines. And she, I thought she was magnificent in that second half as well. They all were really. I yeah. honestly, Arsenal women probably should have scored 10 in the second half alone. I've never seen anything like it because Leicester are a pretty good team, but they, Mm. it it was like a, you know, you know, the proverbial knife, you know, through butter. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, word on for Katie McCabe. She got a 200th game the other day, right? He gave her a nice little, uh, presentation. Um, outstanding, outstanding footballer. Yeah. Big up Katie but, McCabe, uh, Mrs. Versatile, I'll say, uh, able to play. Pro- sticker and goal should probably do a job. Um, and I think when people reflect on the season, the role she played in the opening weeks where it was very difficult for Arsenal, 
I think shouldn't be understated because she's a very um, almost, can I swear on there? <laughs> yeah. She's a very, f*** this, I'll do it kind of player. Um, she is, isn't she? And that really helped Arsenal out in the first few games um, of the season to get that win at Bristol City, for instance, which people may forget. Um, so yeah, now Arsenal second, three points off Chelsea and they play them next month. So compare the, compare where they are now to where they were um, a month ago. And it's quite ridiculous in a way. But um, yeah, big up Katie McCabe and Victoria Pulova, who I would say is very similar to Leandro Trossard to the men's team in terms of the effect she's yeah. had on the team this calendar year. Yeah. Uh, quick. Every time yeah. I watch her. Every time I watch her, I love watching yeah, her. I saw, I saw her a few times last season and she's great. Mm. Yeah, very very nice player to watch. Um, Beth Mead, by the way, had three great chances. So she'd get in there. Like it's, She's been out for so long. I think she just needs to get her confidence up in terms of the finishing. She had a 1v1, which she would normally stick away. A couple of other half chances as well. But she's getting into the areas. you got to remember, like, Mead's still coming back. Mead and Mar missed out on this game. Yeah. No little. A year no, out. No, a no year Val, out. No Valtteri. For Beth Mead. No. We know she can finish though, don't yeah, we? We know she can. Great, we saw she's a great player. She's, she's going to score awesome. loads. But I, I think, I, I'm not an expert on the whole of the WSL. But I just think Arsenal have got the squad to win the league. I do think they've got the squad to win the league. I do. Um, yeah. so. Well, they don't have too many distractions this year either, do they? <laughs> do they? After not, not qualifying for the Champions League. Um, all right, that's just about it. Let's have a, a song from uh, you guys. Adrian, what have you yeah, got for us? Yeah, um, well, it was the thousandth goal, wasn't it? Um, at Emirates it Stadium, was. as we started the show. So I wanted to think of a, a song with a thousand in it. And then actually... One of my favourite songs um, by the Stereophonics. I've seen them live loads of times, and I just like them. It's one of yeah, one of my favourites. If I want something noisy, I will stick on uh, one of their their best tracks, in my opinion, "Thousand Trees." Um, only takes one tree to make a thousand matches. Only takes one match to burn a thousand trees. It's it, it's it's, it's a good line. It's a really good <laughs> line. Oh, uh, it's got me thinking. Yeah, I feel it, a bit lightheaded. It takes one tree. Make a thousand matches only takes one match to burn a thousand trees. Thousand trees. And a nice, a nice for the thousands go. You could have played uh, 500 miles with a proclaimers twice, I suppose. <laughs> that would have done it as well. Um, <laughs> what about you, Art? Uh, mine, mine's not football related either. Uh, <laughs> the title's That's pretty right. self explanatory. Uh, it's Long Way to Go by Cassie. Um, very, very, I guess, catchy tune, which I actually listen to quite a lot when I'm writing because it just helps, I guess, me zone out or zone in, whichever way you want to look at it. Do you have to have music play? I, I need total silence. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> when I say music, it's more like just stuff that um, is in the background for me. Um, yeah. So I, it just helps me kind of get in the zone, really. I'ma tell you why you can't. You got a long way to go. Say you wanna love me. Well, whatever helps you get in the zone, I'm, uh, we're happy with that. If you want it playing gently behind us while we chat away, then you let us know. Um, we had a lot of talk about the atmosphere at the weekend, and I was um, listening. Um, I went back to my early 80s. 
when I was a bit sort of miserable a lot of the time. So I chose Atmosphere by Joy Division, <laughs> which is which is really one of the most miserable songs. But don't walk away in silence. Uh, don't, don't. Let's uh, let's let's get behind the team because they're going to say they they they're letting us know they need it. So we're with you. With you. Uh, that's it for uh, this edition of Handbrake Off. Uh, thank you to Art, thank you to Adrian, and thank you to Jesse, our producer. We shall see some of you on Wednesday at the Leicester Square Theatre for the live show. And um, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Ian Stone. Have a nice day. Ta-ra. Right.